everybody. Welcome back to Love Curvy Yoga. Thank you for joining us again this week. I say it every time I open it, but we're so excited to have you. (laughs) And I'm not just saying it, I actually mean it. So thank you for listening. And as always, if you are enjoying listening, you can like and subscribe and tell your friends to listen. Good times. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get started with our practice notes. Mine is shifting my practice with the seasons. So, of course, the seasons are one of my top favorite topics. Not surprising. But it's like legitimate fall here. It's chilly. The leaves are changing. It's dark in the morning, even like pretty early. Well, of course, early, but even later. (laughs) So I am noticing that I want to be more cozy in my practice. I'm like, give me sweaters, give me blankets, give me socks. And I'm just embracing it because normally I'm like, get all of those things off of me and don't bring them near me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm really excited for your whole fall situation. (laughs) I actually think it is happening here. So Mm -hmm. fingers crossed. It feels like it's, we're, it's coming. It's definitely coming. My practice notes for this week also include talking about something that I talk about a lot, or it's really the opposite of. So I frequently, oh, which is also true for yours. So I frequently talk about my forward folds in the kitchen. Yes. But one thing that's important in yoga and life is to counter your poses with the opposite. (laughs) So I am getting ready. We have like our last YTT for this group coming through in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. And so I was just kind of working on some of the stuff we're going to be doing and there's some back bends involved. And I was like, man, I haven't done a back bend in a long time. (laughs) Um, Probably, you know, warm the old spine up. Does your back still go that way? Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) I used to practice back bends a lot. Because I also like them. And one of the benefits for me that yoga has been is it is I just had back pain for a long time. And yoga really helped with that. And I think back bends and forward folds were part of it. But anyway, so I started just kind of doing some stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I really love back bends. And the amount of times time that I spend in forward folds, I should really like spend the exact amount of time doing back bends as well. So yeah, counter your poses. Uh, bring balance to your life, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you should at least do it like 10% of the time. <laughs> at least she's like, listen, don't, not the 50-50, don't go there. 10%. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are going to be like, oh my God, mom's hanging out in the kitchen in a back bend again. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move into our main segment now, and we are talking about good enough yoga and all of the many different practice plans that we have had in our lives. So I, we're kind of thinking about this in the spirit of letting go, our theme of release this season, mm-hmm. and also good enough body acceptance. Yeah. So if you're on our email list, which if you're not, hi join our email list. It's great. (laughs) Then we just sent an email about this that also included some tips. So now we're going to talk about some good enough yoga because I think, you know, a lot of times we're driving ourselves to do more, more, more. Yeah. And maybe what you're already doing is fine. Yes. Throwing it out there. (laughs) 
possibility. Okay, so if you've been around Curvy Yoga for a while, you have probably heard the story that I once tallied all the different diets that I have been on. And I think that was in some ways easier to do because they all had like different names because they have different programs and things. But I sat down to try to do that with my practice plans. And I'm like, number one, they don't have names. Right. Number two, I've done so many. I was just like, there's no possible way for me to number them. So you're not going to get a number because I don't know. Let's just, (laughs) let's just call it countless. (laughs) Endless, endless yoga plans. So many. So I would say that mine have sort of lumped into a variety of different categories. So they tend to have oriented around time, like how many times I'll practice per week, for example, or how long each of my practices will be. Yeah. Sometimes like a combination of both of those. I've also done some around location. So generally that would look like, okay, I'm going to go to a class at a studio or wherever, you know, X number of times per week. Yep. Other categories, periods of time. So maybe I'll practice every day for 30 days or for three months or whatever. And then also type of yoga. So I will do flow or restorative or meditation or pranayama every day. Yep. So those are my kind of general go-tos for the different practice plans that I've had. What, how has some of that looked for you? Well, mine are similar. My first one would also be time, how many times a week I'm going. I think like for a long time, it was a th- like three was my number. So it was like, it had to be three days a week. I literally felt bad if I didn't go. Not, I didn't actually physically feel bad. I physically felt fine. I like, was really hard on myself if I didn't go three days a week. Can we just pause? That yeah. is such good feedback to notice from your body. Oh, like yes. I actually felt fine. It's important yes. to remember. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that makes it different. Like uh-huh. if if I'm going three times a week because there's something in my physical body that I need that or your mental health or whatever, yes, whatever. that you're noticing some kind of yes. Going. But it it had nothing to do with that. My physical body felt exactly the same. <laughs> Uh, it was just like a couple weeks ago, we talked about how I used to have the number on the tag on the inside of my clothes that it needed to be like three was the number. It had to be three days a week or I felt bad. Like I was just hard on myself. Yeah. I think what also tied in for that with that for me was the length of my class. I felt <laughs> like, and a lot of this is tied to where I started yoga and that is up next. But if I wasn't in a 90-minute class, I somehow felt like I didn't have a complete practice. Mm -hmm. So the amount of time, like actual minutes of the class, what is also tied, was tied in for me was the temperature of the studio. Mm. I, if you know, like where yoga started for me, I had never practiced yoga before. And my first class was a hot class. And I practiced only hot for years. And so it just wasn't a real practice if it wasn't 105 degrees in the room. (laughs) Oh my God, I was so young. (laughs) 
And then you met a little lady named Anna Guest Jelly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and then also for me, you mentioned too, like the type of yoga. Um, I I would only practice a particular type of hot yoga or a flow class. Like definitely not wasting time doing restorative. <laughs> Definitely not worried about pranayama. (laughs) I think so. Like that's so common because it's the confusion of yoga and exercise. Yes. A hundred percent. If you're not feeling the burn, either like literally in a hot class or just in a really intense class, then it doesn't count. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what we do now. Okay. So what I do now is I have no plan. (laughs) I was going to say I do whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I tend to, it's interesting kind of thinking back to what we were just talking about with how your body was not informing your practice when you were just trying to go three times a week, or at least it wasn't driving the bus. Now I feel like for the most part, my body is driving the bus. Like I am checking in with my body to see what I need in a given day or week or period of time. Yeah. Um, So I'm noticing, okay, do I want to do a practice that is faster or slower, shorter, longer at home, somewhere else. And I do all of those things at different times just because of course my needs change because I'm a human person whose needs change. (laughs) And that is like normal and not weird. If your needs have changed, you know, yeah. someone who is listening. Yeah. What about you? Well, mine's basically the same. I just do whatever I want. <laughs> That's another thing that I learned from Anna Gesta. <laughs> a subtitle of our podcast. Just do it. Things I learned from Anna Gesta. <laughs> I'm going to start my own podcast and I'm going to call it that is amazing. It's actually a brilliant idea. I'm going to start mine own called I Do What I Want, and here's what it'll be. I'll just say, do what you want. Have a great day. <laughs> That's so good. I think for me, so I really do what I want, but I, like, to be a little bit more specific, I guess, I was just, I was just thinking when you were talking about how it's funny because when I did have all of these kind of parameters around what my practice needed, like had to look like, it was often really stressful to make those things happen. (laughs) So I know I was a newly single mom. My kids were, this was nine years ago. So almost 10 years ago, that's crazy. Almost 10 years ago. My kids were very young. They were like six and four, seven and four. And I was working. I did not have flexibility during the day at all. So I was not going to day classes. I had to go at night, which meant having to find someone to stay. I mean, I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. Like I was stressing myself out to do this thing that now I see it for more as like, you know, a de-stressor. And that's, it doesn't have to be true for everyone, but it's definitely true for me. Right. I was just making so much. I was working myself up to get there. Like the whole, it just blows my mind (laughs) that that's what I was doing. Well, I was thinking while you were talking that I'm sure you did get some de-stressing. 100%. 
Otherwise you would not do it. Yes. That's, that's completely true. But then I'm also just like the amount of effort that it was taking. And I'm, you know, you look back and you're just like, I needed to be doing that then. Like, it's why we're having, we're having this conversation right now. So I don't look back and go, God, I wish I would never have gone to a yoga class. Like that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like I really needed it. It was good for my heart and good for my mind and good for my body. It was all of that. Mm -hmm. But from just a completely different place, almost 10 years later, it's so funny to me to think about the amount of stress that I caused myself making that happen three times a week. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it also, in that season of life, it felt like community to me. I mean, it was a lot of really good things and it was worth the stress, but it's just funny how there's been such a shift between, you know, 10 years ago and now. Right. Yeah, definitely things shift. And I'm thinking in terms of good enough yoga, where we started this conversation for people listening who might be in a similar place of, you know, really trying to pull all the strings and make it work to make it to class. Yeah. I think figuring out like what is good enough. Sometimes that's pulling the strings. Sometimes it's maybe saying, okay, this week or today or whatever, I'm going to do my yoga practice at home or when the kids go to bed, you know, like whatever your life situation is so that you're still getting what you need from the practice but you're not piling stress on unnecessarily. Like you, it's, it's almost like you have to look at, oh, I'm trying to think of some accounting terms. That's painful. Oh my let's, God. Let's just say the pros and the cons. <laughs> you used a math word and you lost me. <laughs> I was like the somethings and the deficits. I don't know. Anyway, the pros yeah. and the cons where they feel like they're a little more even. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Situation. Yeah. Anything else to say about good enough yoga? I don't think so. It's just really funny to think about yourself 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> so true. Yes. Just think about how we'll be feeling about right now, 10 years. From I know. <laughs> I know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, we are going to, of course, check out our stories on Instagram after you've listened to this, because we are going to want to hear from you about what your good enough yoga looks like and about what you were doing 10 years ago that now you look back in regards to your practice and are like, what was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just going to be like, I hadn't met Anna Gastelli yet, so (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. All right, so we're going to move right on to Curvy Collab for the week. Of course, it's clothing related. The temperatures are dropping here, which makes me think about sweaters and hoodies and all that good stuff. So if you are a curvy girl or you're not a curvy girl, I think sometimes this is specific to curvy girls. We just, there's certain stores that we don't know, like have have things that work for us. And Nordstrom Rack was one of those stores for me. Um, And I am obsessed. I'm obsessed. So check out Nordstrom Rack. If you have one where you are, go. But they also have a website. They just have a really great plus size selection and tons of options, tons of super cute stuff. When we were in Portland, Anna, you may or may not know this, you literally have three Nordstrom Racks downtown. (laughs) Um, We went to every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so wherever you live, if 
it's getting cooler where you are and you need some sweaters or whatever, you just need some new clothes, uh, check out Nordstrom Rack. They've got lots of stuff for girls of all shapes and sizes. And it's like cheaper, right? Is that yeah. Cool? So it's basically their, you know, like stuff that didn't sell in the store, but they also have some like exclusive to them lines mm-hmm. and it's definitely more affordable. So, and they're, that's relative. <laughs> So like, I was in there and I saw these jeans that I've kind of been eyeing for a while because apparently they're great if you have a big butt. But anyway, well, I still have not purchased them because they were still too expensive. Mm. So they were half the price of what they are in the, at Nordstrom, but they were still, I was still like, I cannot, I just, I don't like them that much. Um, but then there's also like stuff that is totally affordable. Like they had some super cute sweaters at the one here the other day for like between 20 and $30. Nice. Um, So yeah, it's like a whole, it's a range, like super affordable to high end designers, still really expensive, even though it's 99% off. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to go check it out. Yes. You have a lot where you live. (laughs) Yeah, clearly, it's going to take a while, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move into our gratitude. Mine is noticing the things that I do every day, like that are part of my routine, mm-hmm. and letting them in in the sense of like getting the goodness out of them. So yeah. I noticed this the other day because Nick and I very purposefully chose one song that we were going to sing to Hazel before she went to sleep to help her like be in the routine of what she was going to. I love this. I'm going to cry. <laughs> so we spent a lot of time because there's a lot of weird lyrics uh, in children's songs when you really like. Pay oh my God. Mm-hmm. And so we chose what a wonderful world. Oh. And so every day I'm singing the full song of what a wonderful world multiple times a day. <laughs> and Wait, you, so you sing it before nap time too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nap time and bedtime. So I'm just kind of like going through the motions, singing it. And the other day I was like, God, this song is so good. I should That's really like hilarious. just let myself feel it because, you know, it's easy to forget that there are wonderful things in the world when you're <laughs> like looking at the knees too much or whatever. So yeah, that's my gratitude, just noticing the little things of your day that might be able to, you know, feed you in a certain way when you can let them in. I love that. That's really, that's really good. I really like that. (laughs) Mine is not nearly as deep as that, (laughs) but I, (laughs) and the fact that I'm saying this out loud is really funny to me, but I'm super thankful this week that it's basketball season. (laughs) (laughs) So high school basketball has not started yet. I'm sure you have like a good, I don't know, six to eight weeks before I start complaining on the podcast that my low back hurts from sitting in bleachers. But the NBA preseason is this week. I've become, because of my children, a huge basketball fan. I love it. Sometimes it makes me feel like I need to step away and take some deep breaths. (laughs) But just this week I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And I think, and I think this is true for a lot of sports fans that it's not just about the sport. It's about the entire season changing. Mm-hmm. So for football fans and basketball fans, I think it's about like fall is here. It's hoodie weather. Like there's chili involved, you know, like the, all of these things that happen in the season. So I'm excited for fall, but part of the reason I'm excited for fall is that I'm excited that it's basketball season. So that's what I'm grateful for this week. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so we're gonna wrap up here. We'll take one breath together. We'll inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.